Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. 17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes. And it all leads up to one winning, winning drive. Welcome back, everybody, to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of Baltimore Postgame Uncensored on 105.7 The Fam. Here with my guy Tim Barbalace from Inside Access, as well as Baltimore Game Day Daily. In for the good homie Cordell Woodland, who is still dealing with new fatherhood. And again, congrats to you, Cordell. Uh, Ravens win 10 to 9. Yeah. 10 to 9. Feels like it just feels like a high baseball uh score, Tim. But here we are, right? Uh listen, they found a way to get it done. And um we talk about this often, how you know it, it's you know, you'll take the ugly wins over the pretty losses uh any day. But man, today was definitely a struggle. <laughs> Rita, it was ugly. I mean, it was I don't even Lamar went down at the end of the first quarter, even if Lamar stayed in the whole game, I don't think it would have made that much of a difference. Ravens only had like 20 yards with Lamar in there. And this offense, this ain't changing Rita. You aren't getting the Sean Jackson of 10 years ago. You got the 35 year old. You aren't bringing in any number one receivers. There's no one on the street. The trade deadline's done. But what's more concerning to me is a, they didn't get the run game going, and B, they never stuck with it either. Correct. Where the running back position in general, they just haven't gotten much from it recently. And hats off to the defense. You're going against the crappy Broncos offense. But they did what they were supposed to do. But offensively, man, I mean, we were talking last week. We thought it was going to be ugly, but this was probably uglier than we even thought. Yeah, and let's stick with the offense here. Uh, you know, I, I saw a lot of people on social media, you know, say, oh, my God, you know, I can't believe that we're struggling against the Denver Broncos. Well, the Denver Broncos defense is top three, if I'm not mistaken. They're number yep, one in red zone defense. I mean, this is a very good group of guys. They got some fast guys. Their secondary is pretty good. I'm a big fan of Pat Sertan anyway, well, Junior the second, whatever, which one he is. But <laughs> I, I used to watch his daddy play. Yes, I'm I'm old. So seeing his son playing is very old to me. Um, but this group is a very good group. The reason why the Broncos aren't good is because of their offense, but their defense has absolutely been a problem. They've only allowed things. So I never expected the Ravens to go on some weird tear that people thought that, that, that they would get through. But when Lamar goes down, and like you said, it wasn't like they were lighting it up prior to the injury. Um, Lamar takes that, that second sack, uh, and, you know, apparently that was an issue for him. It didn't appear that way. You know, he kind of got a fine. I saw him, you know, get the, the, the cape on him. Didn't look 
out of the norm. And then all of a sudden, like he goes into the tent and, you know, now, you know, the sequence of events that happens after that, eventually he's questionable and eventually he's out of the game. I mean, the good news about that situation is, is that coach Harbaugh said it doesn't appear to be a season ending injury. Um, the bad news is that, you know, <laughs> we don't know how long it's going to be. Cause he went, he from day, it could be days. It could be weeks. Okay, sir. You know, that's not telling us anything. I mean, it could, there's five games left. So, <laughs> I mean, Rita, I, I was at the press conference and he was just like, boom, 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 days, weeks. Hey, he could play this Sunday against the Steelers. Like, we, you know, I, the thing that's concerning is look, we know the history of some of these press conferences in regards to injuries. And we saw it last year with Lamar. And it's really unfortunate because this time last year, it was the Browns game. And I also want to point out for all of the injury detractors, both of these injuries happened in the pocket but the hope is Lamar I'm not expecting him to play Sunday he might not play for a couple weeks but if it's a two game three game stretch I think you feel okay with Tyler Huntley and I think all of the starts that he made last year will make a difference for him down the stretch this year and he said as much at the press conferences it you don't have to drastically change this offense when Lamar is out, but it is a different offense. And, and you can see it with Tyler Huntley, where the big difference is with him is he's very decisive. He's he's very uh, dink and dunk, kind of on, um, on schedule, if you will, where great completion percentage today he really didn't throw Eight, the ball downfield once he took yeah, yeah he, he took he took one shot but he's going to try to keep you on schedule of course yep. no one's the athlete that Lamar Jackson is but Huntley can still run and that play that he made the King on Drake down the left sideline I mean that was that was an awesome awesome play yeah and originally I thought it was a wheel route but I think King and Drake just kind of sat in the flat and then yeah kind of started going. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it was a design play. Mm-hmm. I think what we have to, you know, make clear is that the offense that Lamar runs and the offense that Tyler Huntley runs are not the same. So people, people will start to say is, why does it look like this when Huntley is playing? Well, what he's getting is a much condensed, simplified version of the offense. He's not getting... Um, you know, the same type of, of plays that Lamar is going to get, which is why you saw them coming out of the huddle quicker. Um, it, so, and again, you made the point that he's going to get, you know, he's going to keep it a, a, in front of the, the defenses. He's not going to really try to push it down the field. Well, that's his strength. And that's what they need to stick with in terms of his strength. Another thing too, Tim, is that with Lamar, a lot of these receivers or his his skill players run a lot of options. And so with Huntley, they don't do that. They kind of stick to, you know, the slants and the, the hitches and all of those things. They, they keep it very simple. So, yes, it does look different because one person's skill set is not as greater than the other. And they have to make sure that they simplify. So this guy who has less talent, and that's no disrespect to Snoop by any means, but we know that he's not as talented, particularly from an arm perspective, as Lamar Jackson. You know, they have to make sure that they're playing him for his strengths. Now, let me say this. Before Lamar went out, what I couldn't understand is Lamar's 
inability to get the ball out. Because I feel like both sacks, he was holding on to the ball too long. And this Denver's Broncos defense is too good for that. At two seconds, if if you don't see anybody open, you need to make a move. You need to get out of the pocket, probably get, you know, get some runs. I mean, get some yards and, and move on. Waiting three seconds or longer with that defense, you don't have your left tackle. It's not like Morgan Moses is playing at an all-pro level. Zeitler was getting some work today, and that's putting it nicely. That, I mean, Zeitler was getting – and listen, Kevin Zeitler has played phenomenal all year. Yep. So – you know, it happens. Sometimes a person, uh, uh, you'll find a guy that will get the best of you. Well, today was that day for Kevin Zeitler. The Denver Broncos defense got the best of him. So I couldn't understand what Lamar's, what was he doing in terms of like, why are you not finding the way to get the ball fast? Because I know on film, you see that that Broncos defense is extremely fast. Absolutely. And, and look, this is kind of, been an issue for Lamar here and there throughout the year, especially last year when the offensive line was putrid. But we go back to the Jacksonville game and the frustration kind of boiling over. And we always kind of make the joke, even though it's kind of true, of Lamar having to put on that Superman cape. I think it's one of those situations where he's pressing, right? Where he's he's trying to, okay, I need to make a play. I need to make a play. I need to hold this till the last possible second and try to get something done. And it ends up backfiring. But what I find disappointing even more so than that is we preview the game. We know that this Broncos defense is really, really good. When they traded Bradley Chubb, the pass rush wasn't the same. Rightfully so. Bradley Chubb's a heck of a player. I believe in the three or four game stretch without Chubb, the Broncos only had four sacks. They had four sacks today. In that That's one. crazy. And, and this has kind of been a theme for this offensive line, right? Where I kind of go back to what it was saying as far as the running back perspective, where go to the Panthers game after the bye week. Panthers dominated the trenches against the Ravens' offensive line. Even last week against Jacksonville, and then again today, the Ravens' O line is not getting that push um, that they were, you know, getting prior to the bye week. And they've been really good pass blocking wise as a whole this year. But today, like you said, Reed, I mean, even Kevin Zeitler, the steady vet, he he was taking his lumps. Yeah. And, and I'm, I want to go back to something that you mentioned about the running game, because I believe they only had 14 rushes um, total running back, from the sure. running back, yep. from a running back perspective. Yep. I, listen, I understand that this, you were going against the team that likes to run a five, two. So they run five defensive linemen, two linebackers. So it's kind of hard to do, but but you still got to try. I I got a big problem with that too many times. uh, I feel like the Ravens try to abandon the run game. And uh, I don't know if Greg Roman knows this or not. You don't got them kind of players for that. Okay. (laughs) You don't have the type of skill players to be abandoning the run game. All right. Uh, you don't have your number one wide receiver. You got a 35-year-old man out there. You got a guy that got cut by the Raiders once he, once they traded um, for Devontae Adams. You got Mark Andrews. That's fine. You know, I, okay. <laughs> but but the other guys, you know, like, you, you, you decided, Greg Roman, to call a play that allows James Prochet. Oh, God. To throw a pass 
We got to talk Downfield, about Downfield, and it's in triple coverage. Now, this is the problem that I have with this, Tim. James Prochet has not been a factor in this offense consistently all year long, okay? But you trusted him enough to let him throw a ball down the field. <laughs> I don't understand what is going on with this offense? I don't think anybody understands what's going on with this offense. And I agree with you. I don't think anything changes as a result. And Rita, to that point, though, talking about that James Prochet play, you're getting some momentum there because on, the prior, two, on the prior two plays, Hunley to Duvernay, 13 yards. King on Drake up the middle for 12 yards. So it's first and 10. You're at the 40-yard line. And then you call that play. And then James Prochet compounds on the dumb play call, throwing a dumb three flies. Like, hey, we're, let's just throw it up for grabs with three defenders in the area. And then you lose all that momentum. And and it's baffling. And, and you, I want to go back to the running back thing where, where you were saying 14 rush attempts by the running backs. And, and you said at the top, Tyler Huntley with, what was it, 32 pass attempts. 32 passes. He played three quarters. He yep. played only three quarters, Rita. Yep. Backup quarterback coming in uh, cold, and you have 32 pass attempts. And this Broncos defense, as great as it is, the one weakness is the rushing uh, uh, defense there. And I just – that's not putting your guys in a position to succeed. With Huntley and just – Keep them ahead of the sticks. Keep the ground game going. Work some play action. And then you want to call this gadget play. <laughs> Look, the offense was abysmal. And if you want to catch guys off uh, off guard and do something like that. But the offense, was it had some momentum rolling. It had momentum. And you killed like, it. It doesn't. And, and you're basically in field goal range at that point, too, in, in a game where the offense is they're allergic to the end zone. So points are at a premium. Like, it's it just. It didn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, I, this offense doesn't know what they want to do. I don't no. care if the I don't care if the run game is not working. Eventually, what will happen is you will wear defense down the football. I have once again another red zone situation where Gus Edwards was nowhere to be found. Now, I, I don't know if that I don't know if Gus Edwards is not hundred percent, and that's why we're not seeing Gus Edwards. I don't yeah. know they they. Send you to get into the red zone and want to be this passing offense when you don't have passing players, you don't have the guys to be doing these types of things. The one thing that I respect about teams that are good are they stick with what they know. Okay. If you want to tell us that you're a pass, I mean, excuse me, a running team, why are you getting away from the run? It, okay, so what? It's not working at that moment. You have to keep chipping, chipping, chipping. And just like you mentioned, Tim, Kenyon Drake had a 12-yard run. It's the prior play. starting. <laughs> no, I, look, talking identity last week. And, right. you know, I still believe that the defense with the third – this is the first game they didn't get a takeaway, but third down and takeaways – this offense doesn't have an identity, and it's really, really disappointing to me because it seemed like the second half of that Bucs game. I was like, okay, it's back to 2019. It's back to the future. Like you were saying, okay, maybe you don't have a ton of success running the football in the first half, but you wear them down in the second half. You dominate time of possession, 
and now you're getting pass happy again, and you have what probably damn near 40, 37 pass attempts as a whole in this football game, it it's baffling to me. And it, it like you said, you don't have that personnel. You're trying to fit what a a square peg into a circle hole. Like it's yeah, you know, the definition of insanity. It is. It is the definition of insanity. I mean, look, we have to give Tyler Huntley his flowers. That last drive, sure. you know, was all will. And, yeah, and he, he, you know, he willed his way down the field. No, and, and look, they, they deserve, that was a very, very gutsy drive. And let's be honest, or I'll be honest, Reed, I don't want to speak for you. They get the ball at the nine-yard line. Broncos just had that great punt to pin them deep confidence level and them going 91 yards that would be a zilch right there but look Huntley got him going and let's be honest you had the two penalties you had the helmet to helmet you had the the pass interference on Mark Andrews but two fourth down conversions I mean that was huge and the second fourth down where Huntley kept it I'm in the press box I'm gonna be honest with you I thought he gave it to Duver me too I I thought it was over Yeah, I was like, that's going to get blown up three yards behind the line. And then, you know, everyone's going nuts. I was like, what the hell just happened? And then, you know, he got it. And then one of the very next plays to King on Drake. I mean, it it was, that was a gutsy drive. And that drive was very similar to what he orchestrated in Chicago last year. And it was funny, Roquan Smith, he, uh, he was at the podium today after the game and and someone asked him about that he was like yeah you know it felt like deja vu and he said uh you know that first fourth down he was like he's gonna convert they're gonna get the ball you know they're gonna score with under a minute we're gonna get the stop and then obviously they ended up playing out that way but you know Huntley probably ended definitely ended the year poorly but the think of the high marks like that bears game last year the packers game was the packers game yeah i mean he outdueled aaron Rodgers. now i'm not by no means trying to uh, i know you guys probably took some of those calls during post game like oh huntley over i'm not saying that but as far as backup as far as backup quarterbacks go you know you have for a full season no but for two three games I think you feel confident in Tyler Huntley. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And so, you know, you, you just really hope that they can find a way to find their identity again, which is run the football, run the football, yeah. run the football. Greg Roman, you are supposed to be the, the czar of running game. Okay. If you're the czar of running game, run the ball. Quit trying to be something you're not. Seriously, I, I'm I'm over you trying to be something that you're not, which is a passing team. You're not. <laughs> so please do what you do best. That way you can win some football games down the stretch. Thank you so much.